The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now we're joined by one of Ireland's funniest women who will be appearing soon at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival but also at the Paddy Power Comedy Festival here in Dublin on Friday the 22nd of July at the Ivy Gardens. Alison Spittle, thank you very much for joining us here on the Culture Club on The Last Word of Today FM. No bother, Matt. Delighted to be here So on this sweltering cultural week. <laughs> Absolutely boiling. Isn't that good? You're in London though these days, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm in, I mean, I feel like a hot dog in a jar of brine at the moment. It's disgusting. So it is just being a human. A hot dog in a jar of brine. I'm trying to think, yeah, I suppose that would keep you fairly cool, though, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> but that's true. You've actually picked a hole in my uh, analogy there, fair bit. Forever the great inquisitor there. <laughs> well, I suppose it would depend, Alison, as to whether you actually have the jar in the fridge or in the cupboard. That's true. That's true. I'm going to pop myself in the fridge, cool down a bit, I'd say. <laughs> right, and on that note, why don't we start yes. your choices for the Culture Club? Did not expect it to go there. Okay, we ask every guest, first single that you remember buying and will admit to remembering buying. Oh yeah, so like uh, this is the this is the one I remember buying. It was Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. I got it on a, a cassette tape from uh, Golden Discs in Athlone, Golden Island Shopping Centre, and uh, it was a. Uh, I remember being so impressed by it. Did impress me much actually. The the song itself, I thought the lyrics were sassy. I thought they were great. And it was the first ever tape that I didn't get from Santa. So I was able to go into a shop and buy myself. And uh, I kept replaying her and replaying her. And I think I I, I said to a fella, uh, oh, you think you're Brad Pitt? That don't impress me much uh, in general (laughs) conversations. I didn't know who Brad Pitt was, actually, when I was a child. You know, there's, a, there's a modern generation missing out. Thing. You're, you're far from the first person who remembers the specific details of the shop they went to and where it mm. was. Some people even remember how much money they spent on their first seven inch single or their first cassette tape. And there's a modern generation with streaming missing out on all that experience. That's true. I remember I remember I bought that with Fats and Small, another, another uh, single. Um, but I, I think... I, I thought I'd talk about Shania Twain, but I remember like when I was uh, 13 years old, I was in Javago's in Galway and I heard I heard I heard this song by Marcy who I'd never heard of in my life before. And uh, I stayed in the whole shop. I, I, I sent my cousin over to McDonald's to buy a, a, a yogurt parfait, which was available at the time. And I ate that and listened to the whole album just playing over the speakers and then asked the fella at the end who was that and bought the CD and then spent a whole journey of absolutely ploughing money into that man. My whole teenage years was uh, financially supporting Morrissey. I regret that now. But sure <laughs> well, before we move on to other musical choices, let's play a little bit of Shania Twain. They were pretty smart But you've got being right Down to an art You think you're a genius You drive me up the wall You're a regular original I know it all oh. 
Okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much. So you got the brains, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're alright. But that will keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me So if you regret Morrissey now, do you regret Shania Twain? Oh no, she's forever my un- un- unproblematic fave. So she is. She's a. She's brilliant. She brought a horse on stage. Did you ever see that? No. Go, go Google it. If you're if you're if you're near a, a laptop or a phone, Google Shania Twain horse Las Vegas and see her just sing into a horse's face for a full four minutes. It's a beautiful sight. It's a. She sings. You're still the one as well. I presume like it's not about the horse itself. She's you know, but she, the horse is on stage. And she sings directly into a horse's. I'd say a horse's ear. She's more singing it into his ear. And is the uh, horse the happy to be audience. there? Do you think is the horse I'd impressed? Say I'd say I'd say the horse is fully sedated. That's I'd what I was thinking. Health and safety. <laughs> 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 She's musical Kedeman. That's what that's what Shania Twain is. Okay. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> album. You're going for Kanye West's Life of Pablo. Oh yes, I couldn't. I, I, my, my, my. Uh, so I think Kanye West for me has has made probably the most albums that I love, and every week it's a different album that I that I really enjoy. But I think, I think Kanye West Life of Pablo for me is is the top one when he brought out. So do you remember that day that I bought the Marcy, uh yeah. CD? I went to buy College Dropout by Kanye West. That day as well. That was the thing I went in for. So I think that day in Chicago, like just absolutely uh, made me, made whatever music I love definitely happened in Chicago's that day. And uh, Kanye West, I thought like College Dropout was one of the best albums of all time and he keeps getting better and better. And for Life of Pablo of Me, it's not a perfect album, but I remember, I remember listening to Waves on my, on my phone and, 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 and me and my boyfriend love it and we share headphones listening to him ah. and I feel I know you have to you know <laughs> and, uh, but I remember going to do a gig in Inish Ear and uh, being very afraid on the boat and listening to the song about waves I mean totally different waves that Kanye is talking about but I was going for the literal waves it was great crack oh, it's a pity we don't have waves because the track we have is Fax the oh. Charlie Heat version <gasps> yes 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 Yeezy, 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 just jumped over, jump me. Yeezy, 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 just jumped over, jump me. Yeezy, 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 I'm just so accomplished. I done talked a lot, but I just did the numbers. First, I can't Adidas, man, you know they love it. If Nike ain't had Drizzy, man, they would have nothing. Woo! If Nike ain't had Dossy, man, they would have nothing. Woo! But I'm all for the family, tell them, get your money. Bad at Kinkish kicked away. I stuck to my roots, I'm like Jimmy Fallon. I ain't dropped the album, but the shoes went platinum. Ooh. Every time I talk, they say I'm too aggressive. I was out here spazzing, now y'all get the message. On the field, I'm over reckless. Okay, why'd you get so excited when we said we were going to play that track? 
good for it. It just fit. I could I could feel myself involuntary moving. I, I think uh, the album is fantastic. It's got ultralight beam on it. It's got uh, highlights, uh, fade. And these are like, the one thing, I, I know Kanye West is an idiot. Like, I'm not going to deny <laughs> The, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I know, I know my, I know he's an idiot, but he's one of the greatest ever e- e- producers in the world. Like just the, the, the songs that he takes from, there's loads of uh, gospel songs that he, that he takes, um, that he takes inspiration from and takes bits and makes them into a whole different genre and to a whole, uh, fantastic bit of music and I think he's probably the artist that I follow now that has brought me on to so much other types of music that like uh, he genuinely is uh, he is a genius he's a genius and he knows he is and that's that's annoying Fair, Do you know what fair I mean? enough, I understand that. Of course, you've also sent me down the internet rabbit hole because I actually now have the photograph of Shania Twain and the White Horse on stage. Did you see it? Oh, look, there's a lot of, I, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm in trance. That's one of They're my wearing matching kind of white. Yeah, she's wearing a matching white dress for the White Horse. <laughs> she's majestic. She's, she's, she's living Shania her Shania Twain best or life. the horse? <laughs> Both. They come as a pair. You can't separate them. Let's move on to favourite bands. Everything, Everything is your choice. Yes. So they were a band um, who, I think they were out for about 10 years and uh, I've seen them live a few times and they're just a combination of um, kind of like indie music and and R&B and pop and they don't care where they get their influences from. They just uh, make catchy music the lyrics are depressing <laughs> now absolutely i won't lie like if, if you're if but you're catchy if you want music. To very catchy look you'd be dancing away and then you'd listen to the lyrics and it'll be oh you'll be dancing and then you'll you'll have the realization that we're all gonna die at some point do you know what i mean and that's my favorite type of music is something you can tap your toe to and then have an existential crisis about <laughs> and everything everything or that Okay, let's hear from the 2015 <laughs> album Get to Heaven, which would probably feed into the existential crisis. Yes. And <laughs> if we're lucky. The song called Distant Past. So happy just to crawl across the land Soon I'll be the best around I'm gonna keep my plunder underground Hard flesh, cold against the rain Just billowing around my brazen brain Saw off all my stinking limbs Blood dripping down my sunken monkey chin Baby, can you leave it in distant past? Baby, can you leave it in distant past? never heard everything everything before Alison and I'm now immediately gone to my Apple playlist and I've added them in <gasps> that's amazing oh 
there's a song called uh, Spring, Sun, Winter, uh, Dread. And that's, look, the last the last minute and a half of that is actual ecstasy. Like, it's the best. Like, genuinely, I'm delighted. And look, I know Shania Twain wouldn't change her anything like that, but like, uh, <laughs> I'm delighted you got everything, everything in there. Okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to go off and listen to that tonight, definitely. Okay, let's move on to the best gig you were ever at. Uh, so the best gig that I was ever at, oh, JPEG Mafia. So JPEG Mafia, uh, how do I explain him now? He was a fella, he was in the US Army for a couple of years. He lived in Japan and when he was in Japan, he discovered uh, the, like production of beats and making beats and stuff. And he really liked making kind of avant-garde beats for uh, hip-hop music, right? Um, but he couldn't find anyone to rap over it. So he started rapping over it himself. And um, I went to see him at the Kentish Town Forum there this year. And I think, I may, you know, I think after COVID, I think any gig that you saw, you're like a baby duck that just gets born. You're like, that's my mother or whatever. It was the first gig I went to where I fully felt free from like, you know, the the, the, the past three years. And um, his voice was gone. It was absolutely destroyed. He was barely able to talk, never mind perform. And he just gave us all. And if you have a look on YouTube, I think... Um, like JPEG Mafia Live, he creates he creates massive mosh pits. It's just people. It's it's like um, a hip hop gig, but what heavy metal kind of like as in the way that you just let go of yourself. You feel your whole body just like it's like a it's like an experience that that that's religious in a way. Uh, that I and he's just he just gave it his all at Kentish Town for him, and I just I I destroyed my feet. I just, you know, that type of gig where yeah. you're like, I've definitely injured myself, uh, you know, <laughs> and I did that, but I was, uh, I've never been in so much pain, but so happy. Like I was elated well, and yeah. also knew I'd be paying for it the next day. We actually have a bit of JPEG Mafia playing Los Angeles, oh. December 2021 and sampling Britney Spears Hit Me Baby one more time. <gasps> yes, great one. My is killing me. Okay, JPEG Mafia was a very different version of Hit Me Baby One More Time. Yeah, 
And then look, I'll tell you the truth. When I first heard him, I thought this is I, my boy. Now my boyfriend said, "Have a listen to JPEG Mafia." Sent me some songs, and I was like, "Do you want to break up with me? Like, what is this telling me here? Because it's so harsh and horrible and everything." But it's like anchovies. Like once you get a taste for it, it's quite. I'd have it on. You know, I'd have it all. I'd hoof it into me. So would the anchovies. Would you? Once again, the analogies. It's going a bit weird, isn't it? But it look, is. the heat's getting to me. I suppose you're taking another fit. Hot dogs and Brian, now you're going to anchovies. Definitely the heat's at you. One more before the break. Let's jump down yeah. to artist. And we, you have, you, you've given, gone to music. Sometimes when we ask for artists, we want to see if it's painting or whatever and stuff. You've gone oh, for music. Yeah. You've gone for CMAT. Yeah, she's an artist in every way. Isn't it? She, so CMAT is, uh, she's an Irish singer. Uh, she's got a fantastic album out called If My Wife Knew I'd Be Dead and I just love all of her lyrical choices the way that she's not afraid to be funny the way she's not afraid to be glamorous I think she is a true Irish pop star um, and I, I think she's taken on the mantle of Samantha Mumba uh, like I think Samantha Mumba was the last great Irish pop star that existed and Seema is definitely uh, running with that baton now and uh, I can't wait to see what she does next okay. I think she's going to be massive We have a little bit of I don't really care for you Pop from CMAT. Alison Spittle is with us for the Culture Club playing in the Ivy Gardens on Friday the 22nd as part of the Comedy Festival there. And actually, why don't we move on to favourite play or theatre show or musical because you've nominated an American comedian and actress for this, Maria Bamford. Tell us about her. Oh, she's, so she's my hero, full stop. She's a woman, um, she's been doing comedy, uh, I'd say more than 20 years and when I first started doing stand-up comedy, I kind of only knew that Eddie Murphy existed. I saw a Tommy Tiernan DVD uh, on a mute at a house party once, but my experience of stand-up comedy was nothing, really. I lived in Westmead. And then um, when I when I did stand-up comedy, I thought, all right, I better have a look and see what other people are doing. And um, Maria Bamford was just the first one that I... Uh, fully got and fully understood and absolutely loved what she did with the form. Um, Why? What is it about so her? It's, uh, she's very candid about her mental health and doesn't care 
who knows and it felt very refreshing at the time and um, also she's just a, a very good joke writer and her last special was called Weakness is the Brand which I think sums her up all together and she's just one of these comedians she's not bombastic um, she it goes against all the archetypes of what you see stand-up comedians doing and she just doesn't she's incredible and I met her this year and like I've heard like never meet your heroes but like she just went be, like she went beyond expectation I was scared to meet her because I hold her in such high, high wait, esteem wait you know what we'll do we'll play a little bit of her in action you can tell us more about it then let's hear her I used to work as a secretary and I had this really creepy, creepy boss and he would always come up to me and stuff, say stuff like, uh, I really like when you wear your hair down like that. Is that a picture of your boyfriend? Boy, if I were still his age, I'd give him a run for his money. <laughs> well, why don't you come in the meeting and uh, take shorthand, uh, cheer up the guys with your pretty face. Come on, smile for me. You look so much more beautiful when you smile. Like, I go in his office and say stuff like, Hi, I really love the way your gray, curly neck hair comes up over the edge of your peach, polyweave, sweat-stained sports shirt. Oh, don't make me jealous with those pictures of your fat, angry wife. Why don't you come in my cubicle and tell me more about my partial dental benefits after 90 days? Come on, smile for me. The fact that I net $6.49 an hour to provide you with the sexual stimulation you're not man enough to get in your personal life is so much more apparent when you smile. There we have her. I love her. She's great. Like, um, and for me, I, she, she played Liberty Hall there. And um, I got to support her in Liberty Hall. And uh, she was just, uh, number one, her, her new stuff is, is and I didn't think it could be, but it's better than her other stuff, which I, I think it stands head and shoulders above, for me personally, any other comedian. And I just think she's amazing. And uh, meeting her was just, I was so scared to meet her because I, I, I know from other comedians, who've met their comic heroes, it can be, it's very, they have very funny, but very disappointing stories, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, uh, for, for, for me to meet her, um, I was just starstruck by her and she was so nice and so, um, generous and given. And, uh, yeah, but like, you know, if she was the worst person in the world, I still would pick her for, uh, like my favorite kind of, uh, theater or live piece ever because she's just that good she could have kicked me into the she could have kicked me in the sin and i would have still said her for this so but it's nice as bonus that she was nice and didn't assault me let's Uh, move on to your favorite movie (laughs) and we'll play a clip from it and then you can tell us why it is you love it so much Uh, i'm not even going to introduce this i think everyone would work out what this is although i have to give the obligatory uh, language warning I didn't know you played tennis. Oh, yeah, I played a little in high school. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I'm really glad we could do this, too. It's nice we get to hang out. I know, right? Yeah. It's too bad Lillian couldn't play with us today. Poor thing, she's so busy. Oh, I know. But, you know, she's not really that into sports. Even when we were little, she didn't like anything that was too competitive. Well, she certainly enjoys playing tennis now. (laughs) It's funny how people change, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do people really change? 
think they do. Yeah, but I mean, they still stay who they are, pretty much. I think we change all the time. I think we stay the same, but grow, I guess, a little bit. I think if you're growing, then you're changing. But I mean, we're changing from who we are, which we always stay as. Not really. I don't think so. I think so. I don't. <laughs> oh, Annie, these are my kids. Oh. Step kids. Step. <laughs> oh. They're so hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> Excuse me. My husband's kids. What are you guys up to? Going to the snack bar. Awesome. You need a ride home later? Fuck off, Helen. Okay, put a quarter in the swear jar. Good to see ya. So cute. Sweet kiss. Bridesmaids with Kirsten Wig and Rose Byrne. Why have you picked that? And um, because I think it's the perfect film in and and it's a disgrace it didn't win the Oscar for Best Script. Uh King's Speech won the best Oscar that year. I cannot remember one line from that or read <laughs> I mean, like anything. You know, like this is this for me is timeless because it's a film about friendship. And I think when I first watched it. It was kind of like so refreshing because uh, often like, you know, films that are aimed at women are kind of maybe about romance or whatever. But the main actual relationship that you cared about was the bridesmaid and the bride because they've been friends for such a long time. And uh, the bridesmaid, she's not she's not a perfect person. Uh, she's a flawed character and she allowed herself to. To, to feel threatened and be jealous and I've definitely had that and I think I think for me like I've had my heart broken over friendships way more than any kind of romantic relationship so I kind of definitely uh, watched it and it's so funny and it's got Chris O'Dowd as a romantic lead like just a normal fella from Roscommon like it's not a wonderful film to me I get very enthusiastic about it I could quote it all day it's just uh a fantastic film, and um, and possibly the funniest gross out scene of the movies ever. Are we talking about after the kebabs that they had? Yes, and in the bridal shop. Yes, yes. and I think I've used a few lines from that many <laughs> times when I've been in a similar situation. Just as long as you just stick to the lines and nothing else. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's move on to television. Okay, what did you grow up loving? I grew up loving The Simpsons. I think that was my favourite uh, TV show when I was a young one. And the reason why, I was trying to think of like different things that I liked, but essentially it's The Simpsons. Because when, when I was young, I could tell what season it was um, by, by, by looking at the, the sky when The Simpsons came out at six o'clock. If it was dark, it was winter. And if it was sunny, I knew it was the summertime. Like my whole calendar year, I, I, I feel like I definitely understood the concept of, the, of uh, the solstice and everything like that through the medium of The Simpsons. It's just an incredibly funny series. Uh, once Have again, you stuck with it though? Oh, no. That's no, good, no, 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 no. Yeah, I wonder no, who, who's I've, left watching The Simpsons now. Actually, before you think of it, let's just hear maybe classic Marge and Homer from early Simpsons. Oh, who am I kidding? I am slow. Oh, honey. If you feel so bad about yourself, there's always things you can do to feel better. Take another bath of malt liquor? There's that. Or you can take an adult education course. Oh, and how is education supposed to make me feel smarter? Besides, every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. Remember when I took that home winemaking course and I forgot how to drive? That's because you were drunk. And how? 
it's very good. <laughs> it still makes me laugh to this day. And it's a, it's my top comfort watch as well. You're right, though, about, uh, I don't know when I stopped watching the, you know, when I stopped watching the new episodes. Uh, but it did, it did fall down in quality uh, a lot. But it's almost like um, I'm still happy for it to go on. I don't know who's watching it. It's like an ex. It's like an ex-boyfriend that you had a good relationship with. And you're happy for them to move on with other people. Yeah, they're not as good now that they're not with you. But you look, you know, you had good times and you have the memories. And uh, yeah, for me, the Simpsons early series is just uh, definitely the first comedy that I enjoyed watching. I mean, that and Father Ted. We used to pretend, we used to play as kids, uh, either as the Simpsons or Father Ted. And I always would go for the part of Father Jack because I like to sit down and swear. (laughs) And... uh, the, the other part I went for was Lisa. I liked Lisa because uh, she reminded me. I, I kept thinking, I think maybe this is ego or whatever, but I thought I was a misunderstood genius like uh, Lisa as well. So I'd be like, yeah, that's very me. I'm very intelligent. I was probably more of a homer, to be honest with you. <laughs> Favourite uh, book. Favourite book or author. You've nominated as something that was published this year. Yes, I've gone from Reese Gohan Trouble. Um, it's an amazing um, memoir written by this lady from Dublin who's just, uh, she just kind of blew me away with her prose and her candor and everything. And it's also like uh, one of the first books I finished in a while. I've been very bad with my reading. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's about this, uh, it's, it's about this woman's um, kind of uh, personal dealings with her life. She's had a, a mad life. She's uh, She grew up in Dublin. She ended up being a sugar baby in LA. Um, she, and, and uh, I've never, I've never heard someone write with such honesty and such truth. And she's so funny. Like the, so her dad, her dad, her dad killed himself. And um, there, she has this, she has this chapter about the funeral. And never have I been so like blown away by sadness, but like laughing so much. Uh, and it's just, I think for me, it's just one of the best books I've ever read. And I thought it was fantastic. Okay, listen, we need to finish. So your cultural yeah. buried treasure, anything that you would recommend to anyone that has perhaps been overlooked? Uh, Jinx Lennon. And that's because I've overlooked him for years. And uh, I've seen the name up on like festivals and stuff like that, but I never really explored it. And then um, I wa- I was in this film called uh, Bicycle Thieves Pumped Up, which you can get on the IFI website. And uh, the credit song was a Jinx Lennon song saying, you must forgive and then a bad word. Uh, and I loved it. I love that song so much. And I listened to the rest of his back catalogue. And uh, yeah, he's quite good. He's, he's just very... His lyrics are very image filled. Um, I love I love his accent. I, I, I love what he talks about. Um, I just think he is fantastic and I think Well, let's think just play a little bit because we are short in time. So let's hear a little bit of Bachelors of Pierce Park by Jinx Lennon featuring Miss Paula Flynn. The Bachelors of Pierce Park, yeah. The Bachelors of Pierce Park, yeah. There was a guy around the corner. He thought he was Dracula. One day he jumped off the balcony of the local cinema. He fell down and broke both of his legs. He shouted, I'm making teeth, I'm making teeth. 
The girls laughed at him or brought him down a peg. I think he emigrated. Oh, I always knew there was something desperate about Pierce Park. Well, this young man over 30 would never get married. I blame the hop dog of brewery, the hops and yeast, from people in the wild beasts. And to end up, they lost our mark, yeah. The bachelors of Pierce Park, yeah. <laughs> The Bachelors of Pierce Park, yeah. That's a great way to finish, Alison. Jinx Lennon. Good. Very Good, happy. it's been a journey. It, you've got some brilliant choices there that I'm going to listen to more of, particularly everything, everything. So thank you for brilliant. joining us. And listen, enjoy yourself in the Ivy Gardens, 22nd of July. I'm sure it's probably sold out already. Oh yeah, and there's fantastic uh, comedians on. Patty Harrison is definitely one I recommend. She's an American lady coming over. You'll definitely you. She might not be a household name now, but she will be uh, very soon. There's so many great American es- exports coming over. Irish comedians. You got everything that you could want comedy wise at the Ivy Gardens. It's going to be brilliant. Alison Spittle, thank you so much for joining us here on the Culture Club on the Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. 